Let's face it, Brit happens. Success is rarely a straight line. It's a journey with many twists, turns, potholes, and unwelcome detours. The secret, however, lies in how we react. Keep listening to learn how to effectively respond to life's curveballs, improve your resilience, and how winners pivot from setbacks to success. I'm your host, Brittany Sharpton. Let's get started. First of all, do you go by Lewis or Lou? Because I see in the comments people call you Lou. Um, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I've had a, quite a few names. My mom called me Chip. My family calls me Chip. My parents, one of them doesn't call me at all. And my mom calls me Louie. Wait a minute. <laughs> you know, you know, ain't nobody got no daddy no more. You know, everybody daddy walked away in the 80s. You know how that is. Everybody daddy. Y'all all right. Okay. So, Louis. What's up? What's up? What's up? Thank you for joining us. I'm so excited. Just like, I don't even remember when I started following you. But I have to say you are by far top five most entertaining and hilarious. And I'm sure you hear this all the time. So I'm going to continue to blow up your head. You know, I feel like you can't hear it enough. (laughs) I feel like you can't hear it enough. I'll take it off. I'll take it off. And just for you guys, okay, like this is totally a non- like type A scripted thing. So what's your Instagram handle for people who don't know? And I want to ask uh, My Instagram is at iHustleNation. All right. And how long, you have like a pretty strong following, over 23,000 last time I checked. So what people don't know is I have a travel Instagram called Travel is the New Club. That's mine. Oh, so that, okay. This is what I wanted to ask you about. I think I follow Travel is the New Club first, but it wasn't until, all right. So Louis Lou. He did a, um, on one of his stories, ask a question type of thing, like mm-hmm. last week. And I mean, then I think one of the responses. I had better ideas that one wasn't a good one. Well, let, I mean, because that's just what he posted. Who knows, like, what he received. But anyway, one of the responses was, I have a travel blog. I travel. And I was just like, oh, my God. I can totally see, but you definitely outsource some of the stuff to someone else because the tone on that is not nearly as crass as your personal page. So believe it or not, um, I don't outsource it. It's all, I know I, I changed my tones up. Wait know? a minute. Lewis, because yeah. you, you sound actually pretty, not, like this is not the same Lewis on I Wait Travels a New Club and I Hustle. So I've learned how to differentiate a few things, how to separate some things. So like, I don't, you know, Travel is a New Club is totally different from I Hustle Nation. I Hustle Nation is me personally. Travel is a New Club, if you go look at the quotes, they're definitely me. Um, so I make sure all the quotes have a little shade to them to, to be relatable. But uh, I try to, I don't like to make Travel is a New Club about me. I like to make it about travel in general. So what I do is I take it as a situation where I'm just going to make this about travel. Like, it's not about me. Uh, I can throw in my personality in there every now and then, but for the most part, like, it's, it's not about me. It's about other people. And which brings me to, if you all don't follow Lewis or aren't familiar with his amazing page, he's always, like, it seems like Mexico, South America are one of your favorite spots, or is it just because of the pandemic and we're limited? So people think Mexico is my favorite spot. That's not necessarily the case. It's just, so I ended up going to Guatemala one weekend and Guatemala had a nine o'clock curfew. So I don't really want to go nowhere that's going to tell me when to go to bed. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to tell me when to go to bed, let it be at a time that I'm probably going to go to bed anyway. So I ended up from Guatemala going to Lake Atitlan, which saved the whole trip. One of the most amazing places I've been to. But I go to Mexico because they ain't telling me when to go to bed. So what people got to understand with travel is a lot of people are open, but a lot of people are not. They're only open so they can collect your money. They're not open so you can enjoy the country. So like show up, they'll have a, like I was going to go to Medellin, Colombia a couple weeks ago. They had a five o'clock curfew. The hell I look like going to bed at five o'clock. Like, you know, that's not what we're going to do. PM, not AM. Stay my ass at home. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, you know, my thing is I go to Mexico because Mexico, you know, they don't give me no restrictions and I get to like 
walk the beach when I want and kind of do what I want type situation. So how did you, like, how did this, the travel bug, how did you get into this industry? I guess the best way I can explain that is I, I was born in Germany. So I was never, I was always kind of a traveling kid, but what ended up happening is I went to, you know, I paused for a minute, you know, we just were, you know, we just weren't traveling for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I started back. So what till I quit my job like 12 years ago and I took one trip and then that one trip, you know, funny story with that trip. I was actually in jail. I went to jail and my mom, we were going to Lake Tahoe and my mom shows up to the jail. She like, you ain't finna get out before we leave. I'm like, don't worry about this. Don't worry about it. I got it. So for whatever reason, I got out right before the flight left. So I went from jail to the flight. And <laughs> literally, my sister came and picked me up. I was like, let's go. We going. It's probably, probably about 12, 13 years ago. <laughs> We're going to make this flight. So we burnt off, went to Lake Tahoe, one of the best trips ever as well. And then I was like, I should start doing this more often instead of going to jail. So, <laughs> so I decided I didn't want to go to jail anymore. So I was like, okay, I'm going to jail. I'm going to start, you know, traveling a little more. So I started, uh, I started, you know, taking trips to different places. Back then, you know, I, I had, you know, I took my money and did other things with it. So people might have car notes. I ain't had no car note. So instead of paying a car note, I would buy a ticket somewhere. And, you know, like my, one of my, one of my, my stepbrother had a point. He was like, just fly somewhere and just walk around. Like, just see what it looked like. So I ended up flying different places and just kind of checking them out. Uh, I think one thing that really changed me was, you know, I had my passport and I was like, I'm going to book a flight to London. And I didn't know what the hell was going on in London. Didn't know where I was going. Didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know none of that shit. (laughs) You know, just flew to London and my homeboys was like, what you going to do? I was like, I don't know. That's when I realized, like, that was one of the things that taught me that fear isn't as real as you make it out to be in your head. Um, I flew out to London. I had to be in my 20s. I was just walking around London and shit. Like, I didn't know where to stay, where to go, what was going on. Wait, so you didn't even have accommodations? No, no. So I looked online and saw what hotels were available. Okay. Too stupid. But I just went out there and was like, we'll figure it out. And literally, I went out there and figured that shit out. You know, and this is back before they had, like, currency converters on your phone. You just had to kind of, you had to figure that shit out. <laughs> like, so, okay, because clearly this spontaneity is a personality trait. I mean, I wish, like, honestly, I know you asked me a couple of days ago, whatever, but that's so admirable. Like, I wish that I can just, which I can technically log online, mm-hmm. find the spot. But the, the fear stops. It's just all the stuff that runs through my head of what could go wrong versus what could go right. So to clarify one thing, what could go wrong is you could walk outside right now and get hit by a car. That's, That's true. You could be driving and get hit by a car. You could get shot by a random shooting. Like you could, you know, my friend, uh, you know, I have a friend I just rode bikes with, dropped dead, mm-hmm. part of 50. But to me, I ain't old. Shit, I'm 40. That's not well, old. That's, that's super young. Yeah, I have another friend who, who who lost her sister like 30. Like, shit, shit can happen. Mm-hmm. And I think shit that can happen is much worse than catching a last-minute flight somewhere. Like, literally. But I, I think what happens is, I think two things, you know, I think social construct has confined us to where we don't do shit out the blue. Yeah. So I've been out that social construct for 12 years now, and it still kind of fucks with me psychologically. Like, <laughs> if I'm over here doing this. You know, like I was, I was in Rica like a month ago, zip lining on the most unsafe zip line ever. <laughs> I'm looking down at this shit. It's like webbed on the floor. Like it's crates that they put like, you know, like metal shit they logged into the tree. So I'm looking down I'm like, look, I'm not confident about this tree, about this zip line, about the shit we standing on. None of it. Like I don't like none of this. But then I was like, I'm really out here doing this thing. Like, you know, so I think. You know, with the way the social construct is set up, uh, so many people, you know, we end up making we end up making uh, a situation out of no situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, that's my cat's tail. She did see how she. Oh does. my god, is that the infamous? Wait the a minute, infamous. I want you to continue this. Doing infamous shit. Jeez. Wait, so what's your cat's name? Because she or he is very famous. 
So my cat is, and you can hear her knocking shit down. She's so disrespectful. Like the, the respect level here is, is zero. But guess guess who always wins? He or she? She what? does. She does. Yeah, yeah. Like that's your baby. I guess I'm gonna drink too. This is my first time drinking on a thing. So. You never. You know. Now here's the thing: when you when you ask me to be on the show, you be having like some pretty you like some pretty important ish people on your show. Like I'm like you show because I ain't no politician. <laughs> like I wasn't sure. Like I was like, seems like you have prestigious people on your show. But then you caught my ass, and I'm like, I don't know what she's thinking. Well, because I think that you are important, and I love your outlook on life. I had no idea that you quit your job 12 years ago, and I honestly think that your story is far more inspiring. No offense to all the others. I love them, too. Just offended them, but go on. Go on. But I just think that it inspires me, so I felt like if hopefully other people think the way that I do and I just wanted to and I wanted an excuse to talk to you oh well hey you know here we are not a problem so I figured this would be a, a nice little segue since I couldn't I was in Houston like I said last weekend I didn't know that you were based there it's so That's crazy cool. um and yeah like Lewis is so popular he has so much other like distractions I figured all right you're gonna get well, on my no. podcast so I can get your attention I think what ends up happening and, and I, you know, and I like to look at other people's outlook. Like I do watch her, you know, podcasts or whatnot, but I think what, what throws me off the most when it ends up happening with people is we're all slaves to a social construct. So I heard somebody say, none of us know who we are. Literally nobody knows who we are. We just know who we were told to be and we fell in line. And if you look at schooling, like if you went to school and college, that's, 18, 22 years of brainwashing. Yeah. So with 22 years of brainwashing, how do you get out of 22 years of brainwashing? It's Best hard. The job. So I meet people that I'm 40. So I meet people around my age, you know, older, younger, and they're trapped. So they're like, I wish I could get up and go to, you know, Costa Rica like you. And I'm like, you can like book a flight, you know, just go. Right. And I, what happens is we're slaves to I think what the social construct has done is we've built a jail in our head like it's literally a jail in your head and you're confined to that jail and it tells you what you can or cannot do we've also had we also take on our parents mindset so even when you weren't in school when you went home you were confined you know if you look at your whole life you had to ask for permission your whole life so you had to ask for permission from your parents to go somewhere. You got to ask for permission to pass a class. You got to get permission to get into a college. You got to get permission to get a job. One of the most demeaning things ever to me is a job interview, because I have to sit down and convince you that I'm worthy to work here. So if they tell you no. Here's why it's demeaning, because if they tell you no, it'll get you down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? When in actuality, you're probably worth more than what that job has to offer you. So I just see a lot of, you know, for me personally, you know, it's reprogramming myself to say, I really can do whatever the hell I want because I'm a grown man and nobody going to tell me nothing. I need to execute on doing that. And that's really where, that's really what I've been doing lately. Like I'm grown, I can do it. You know, I do have responsibilities. So I balance it. Like I'm going to be responsible for this right here, this many hours a day. But once I'm done with this many hours a day with this responsibility, I'm going to go do this. I work, like, I'm, I'll be on vacation, like, working and stuff like that. Like, I'll be out of town. I'll be like, all right, I'm going to get up at 9 o'clock. You know, I'm going to work for four hours, and then I'm, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm right on time for whatever bar open, whatever happy hour, <laughs> whoever got the pina coladas popping, like, I'm there. But, you know, I'm trying to knock stuff out as I go. So right. um, I just think anybody can do it. Like, I'm not, you know, I don't want to say I'm not special. I think I'm pretty special myself. <laughs> but... I just think what ends up happening is we we're, we're, we're confined to these social constructs and it's, it's all bad. So Lewis, I can't even imagine you working for anyone else. So what did you used to do in your, your past life? Um, so I was a, actually, believe it or not, I was extremely good at it. I was, I was at AT&T. I was number one in sales. I got the little sales trips and the plaques. And Oh, I totally can see you as a salesperson. So I do believe it. So it was the internet sales. Internet was banging. I was literally sick. I walked away from six figures. They called me stupid because I was number one. So they. But you're at so, minimum. At minimum, you're you're 
doing the same numbers that you were doing there now. So, but but I think it's a it's it's one of those things where you have to you have to walk away to know that. And you know, if you live if you live a life where you're not gonna walk away, then you're just not gonna know that. And it's about upbringing too. For I grew up in an entrepreneurial. That's all that I saw. So I think it's normal. But when you, mm-hmm. a majority of people, particularly, I would say, black professionals, were trained to work in corporate America, and that's the pinnacle of success. So people yeah. look at someone like you, like, yeah, he's crazy, especially as wide open as you are. But I mean, I, like, I, I also realized that, I mean, I'm, I'm no role model, but people are looking at me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The situation where people are looking at you, then, you know, you want to put yourself in a position of you can do this, too. So I'll never do anything and make people like they can't do it. You know, I'm not that guy. That's what's also admirable about you. Like nothing, you're very transparent. You never make it seem like I'm holier than thou or better than you or you can't get it. It's, it's, you're very relatable. Yeah. And so approachable. You, pretty much, you pretty much have to be relatable uh, mm-hmm. in these situations. So um, I never want to, I never want to come off as, I never want to come off as too good for anybody. So for me personally, um, what I do see a lot of is people doing things out of the ordinary and they want to make themselves greater than others. And that's just not, that's not what we're here for. And, you know, going back to what I first said, people are dropping dead every day. Mm-hmm. Well, in the end, like we live in a world where you could drop dead now. So I don't think you want to act like you're better than anybody because don't none of that mean shit dead. Right. You know, if anybody inboxes me, asks me where I'm going, how I'm going, how I did it, when I'm doing it again. Like I tell them everything. Like I don't, I don't come off as too good. Cause that's, that's one of the situations that people do. That's just all bad. And I think we, I mean, everybody needs to stop that. Yeah. You're very, okay. So before I respond, can we go, we never talked about your cat. So the story of my cat is my sister was in Atlanta and she was riding on the highway and she found a cat on the highway. So it was a kitten, wasn't even one pound, it was small. Okay. You know, stops your car to get the kitten off the highway because it's about to get hit. So she picks the cat up and a, a state trooper stopped to help her get the cat out the street. So about to toss this cat back in the woods. My sister was like, no, 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 don't toss the cat. Give me the cat. You know, I'm going to take the cat, you know, back to Houston with me because you toss in the woods, so I'm going to eat it. So. <laughs> She brings it back. She was like, I got this cat you want. So she brings the cat by and she like, just watch it till I go do whatever she went and did. She travels a lot, which I do. I don't know why she did that. I just realized I got duped. But so the cat comes over. The cat is a thug, right? The she, kitten is a thug? Oh, my Lord. She didn't care. Listen, so I have high ceilings and shit. Like it's, it's pretty big in here. So I'm thinking, okay, she's going to be afraid. This little bitty ass cat, she didn't care about nothing. She's running up on the dog outside. She's jumping on top of everything. She like, you know, this is, this, this is my new jungle. Like, I didn't realize. I thought I would get like a little meat cat. I didn't realize I was going to get, you know, in cat form. You know, like she Wait, sorry. I got, who in cat form? 50 cent cat form. Like, oh, my God. First How, wait, wait, like, Louis, Louis, you're being rude. What's the cat's name? So the cat's name is Atlanta, because I found it in Atlanta. Oh, I kind of I mean it's ratchet, but I like it. He's ratchet. Oh, it's a he. He. She is ratchet. Extremely. So this is literally she was in the streets. So you're not giving her back to the streets ever. Again. I tried to, she won't leave. So that's another thing too, Lewis. And I'm you have an excellent response for everything. I too, like I'm not an animal person, period, let alone cats. And I'm happy that you posted that question because someone tried to try you, which I'm sure they do all the time. Yeah, they do. Um, saying, why do you, don't you think it's weird to have a cat? It's more so because you're a black man. If you're a white woman, even a white guy, they would give you, you know. Oh, it's a whole movement of black men with cats online. And of course you follow them. What's it called? Negroes with kittens? Yeah, like, there's a bunch of us. You're serious? Are you joking? Because you joke all the time. I can't. I'm, oh, I have it's to like, look at, it's, 
look at it it's online it's a bunch of black men with cats now like it's a, it's a thing going on it's really a thing okay but i'm saying your favorite blog is really called negroes with kids no my favorite no i follow the hashtag black men with cats yeah or black yeah, follow the hashtag so you follow the hashtag, you have your 70s glasses because you always joke that you need to stop dressing like a 70s dresser. So, so let, let's, let me explain the shades so people don't understand the shades. Please explain. I like the world better in yellow. I love yellow, but I never thought about it like that because it's brighter. Put on yellow shades, the world seems better, brighter, you know, with yellow shades on. So I got in a habit of putting on yellow shades and when you start looking at the world through yellow shades it's just so much better everything hits different so it's not rose colored glasses you like to look through it's yellow so i have the rose too but it's something about the yellow that does it for me and i smoke weed so it you know kind of it gives you it's a vibe we'll get you a little weed put some yellow shades on i'll get you up here put some yellow okay. <laughs> this is a better world you know I'm going to actually, like, hold you up on I want my yellow shades. Not a problem. Not a problem. I get you something. <laughs> but yellow shades make life better. You smoke a little weed, put your yellow shades on, it hit differently. Wait, can we wear the yellow shades together? Where we going? Don't matter. <laughs> I got it. Okay. We can both look like weirdos together. Easy. Hey, like you said, like you said, people are dying every day. Why not? They're dying every day. And and that's most important. I need everybody to understand. Like, I think we think we got this time that we do not have. Like, there's so many people that think we have all this time. And like, it's crazy. What messed me up about the guy that I rode bikes with who just died last week is like, it's a big group of us, but I'm like, I'll never see him again. Mm. Next time I see him, his funeral is Thursday. Mm. Next time I see him, is at a funeral. Mm-hmm. Like, and that messed me up. I was like, I'll never see him again. And it's different when, you know, it's different when you're old. It's like, all right, you 80, 90, you was on the way. Like, come on now. Right. Like, we, we see that coming, you know. But like, just to have somebody that you think you're going to see again, you see again, that messed you up. And also, I think death, uh, one thing I read in the book, I do a lot of reading too, but one thing I read in the book, is mortality is the key to life. Knowing that you will die one day mm. is the reason you should be living to the fullest. I like that. It's morbid and creepy and it makes me a little depressed, but it also inspires me. America is morbid and creepy. What? You are a thousand. See, that's another reason I like you. America is morbid and creepy. Like that ain't no that ain't no morbid and creepier than that's uh true. that's true. So I don't even have it. Normally, I have a rebuttal, but I agree. I you're right. There's this is yeah. a twilight zone we're living in right now. Like, we don't even know what the fuck's going on. Right That's exactly why they're talking about aliens. They mentioned aliens four, five times. We about to have some aliens come. It's too much. And you can look that up. This is facts. This is I, facts. I nothing surprises me anymore. Literally, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I want to get back to the yellow glasses and where we're going. Because I know, see, this is the thing with Lewis. And I know I'm not his BFF. Your BFF, you posted her. What's her name? Is Kelly is my BFF. Kelly. I know I'm not Kelly. However, based on my limited interaction, what I'm ascertaining, mm-hmm. I want to call Lewis. Ascertaining is a word too big for me, by the way. But go on. <laughs> oh, big word. Keep all that big oh, word. Oh, my God. He's like super genius, intelligent. But anyway, he's being humble. Yeah, I keep on saying, invite me. So let's go somewhere. And he'll he'll write it. I mean, what? I mean, look, you tell me what you're trying to pull up to and we'll pull up. I mean, I can pull up. I mean, Yellow Shades would definitely, Yellow Shades and Marijuana will fit well in Miami. That's easy. Because actually, you told me that you were coming last, maybe a year ago. You know. Uh, so Miami is the is is the stopping point to go to a lot of places. So. Right. Do it. Yeah, we can go like chill, day drink. I don't want to go to South Beach. Don't take me to South Beach. I won't take you to the tourist trap. I'll take you to a spot that I would go to. I only go to South Beach when people come to visit because they ask, but I don't go there in real life. 
And you know that bothers me because here in Houston, people so I, uh, people want to go to Turkey Leg Hut. Oh my God! I passed by Turkey Leg Hut. The line was just too long. But you so, said the food was good though. So one thing people don't know is I don't have to wait in line. But shout out to Turkey Leg Hut. He's a good, he's he's a friend of mine. I don't. Ooh, okay, so wait a minute. So had I hit you up, we could have went through the side door. Yeah, we could have Turkey Leg easy. Really? Easy. We can go Turkey Leg. Okay, so can I come back to Houston and go there with you? When you come back to Houston, we'll go to Turkey Leg. With the yellow glasses. I'm putting this on the record, and you know I'll play this back and send you the clip. Because I don't know if the abuelito is going to have you remembering this. How many pairs of yellow shades do you think I have? Mm, two. All of them. <laughs> I be, but I don't... I got pairs I ain't open yet. What you need? Right, okay, the yellow shades. But I'm I saying I'm gonna say, hey Lewis, I'm coming to Houston. I keep a set in my luggage. I keep sex at home. The yellow shades and, and marijuana is life for me right now, and a drink every every now and then. So when you mentioned that, because I do believe you're extremely disciplined for you to run the successful blog. So is that? Do you have like other entrepreneurial ventures, or that's like your main? I have quite a few. I just have to cultivate all of them. What I'm working on right now is time management. So um, one of the things that have benefited me is I work off of a timer. So I'll put like three hours on my phone and I hit the timer. Mm-hmm. And like I'll stick with that three hours and I'll write out everything I'm going to do that day and I stick with my timer. And long as nobody tries to, you know, I had a, it's funny, I had a, someone that just recently went to jail and they, and, and, I had to go get them out, but I told one of the things I told them. I said, "You fucked up my whole timer." That's the thing you told somebody. That's yeah. I was like, "It's not the fact that coming to get you out. It's the fact that you fucked up my day. Like now my day is crazy because you want to." I mean, it's selfish of them to f up your day too. I get it. Never mind. Yeah. uh, First off, if I was selfish, I would have left your ass in. You're right. That's okay. I take that back. You're very generous. That's not a quick process, especially when you go to jail 45 minutes outside of you. Oh, my God, Lewis, was that the picture that you posted? Because I don't even know they let phones inside of the people who look like they were that so So that was in a country town. They had on jumpsuits that looked like life. You know, the movie Life. Yeah. Thought they were going to put me in jail just because they looked like they lock up black people in this country. Probably in Texas. Same thing here in Florida. I dropped that bond off and I ran up out of there. I was like, I'm <laughs> bro, they were like, oh, he'll get out in three hours. You can come back and get him. He's going to have to figure that out, sis. I'm you not can st- take an Uber, right? Huh? Can you take an Uber or Lyft from jail? He figured it out. I'm not coming back out here and I'm not waiting three hours out here. It literally so that looked- was really nice for you. So then when you got back home, you resumed your timer. No, the whole day was messed up then. I just went on. I wrote the whole day off. But that's what I'm trying to figure out. And I know, obviously, I'm not asking you to, like, disclose your trade secrets. No, I'll like, disclose it. What you want to know? I ain't holding nothing. Okay. So is your main, your your time is focused on travel as a new club? Like, how? because you said I, the timer and the working. So I'm trying to. So um, one of my methods is whatever you want to do that day, give it the time to do it. Mm-hmm. So focus could be on travel and throwing trips but it could be trying something new. So give that three hours a day of that new thing you're trying to do with Travelers in the Club, you know, and send off emails. And if emails come back and it, you know, look like something's going on here, give that a little more time too. Um, I think when you're, I think when you're an entrepreneur and it's not, what I'm doing is not set in stone, um, as far as a, like a, a plan to do things, you have to figure it out each day, but just organize your figuring it out. So that's pretty much what I did. So with Travelers New Club, set up trips, throwing trips, this, that, or the third, you know, I'm looking at, you know, who's open, who's not going to be open, who's going to be open, but might close on my ass later because a lot of people <laughs> open and they turn around and want to close later and things of that nature. So you kind of got to stick with what, uh, what looks like it'll be consistent for you. And then also the way you do one thing is how you do everything, which makes life create change for you all the time. So like you can't half-ass work out. You can't half-ass make your bed. You can't half-ass clean up. Like, cause the way you do one thing is how you do everything. So right. what I'm also learning now too is 
since the way you do one thing is how you do everything, then that means you shouldn't be doing everything. So I pay somebody to come clean my house, pay somebody to clean my car. I pay like, you know, to wash my car, like clean the inside because I'm not, that's one everything I'm not going to do. So which, which gives me more time because I also believe in, you know, outworking people in late night, early morning. So I have to put in the hours. So I don't have to deal with cleaning my house. I can pay somebody to go do that. Right. Uh, I really want to get to a point where I got a personal assistant. So I ain't even got to go pick up my dry cleaner. Now they do have dry cleaners that pick up and drop off your clothes. Not that rich yet. They want it way too damn much. Uh, but the listen, I'll, I'll go get it. Y'all ain't, it, it's only a mile off the road. So I'm really acting kind of bougie, but at the same time, you know, I would like to have that service and right. I'm starting to realize now why certain people pay for different services and they do it because they don't have to deal with the dumb shit. Like right. the day is small to you. It's not your time. Like Will Smith ain't mopping his floors. I'm saying like you, 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 you're allowed to give your energy towards what matters and what can grow you. And I'm, and I'm learning that. So now it's just a lot of stuff, you know, I prefer to be off hands with like later on today, I'm training somebody to take up some slack that I have going on and I'll just cultivate them and train that person because they want to be in the industry anyway mm-hmm. and make them and train them to take up a lot of the slack that I have to where we can keep it moving and I can do other things. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so I, you know, it's, you know, nothing is actually set in stone for any of us with what we're trying to do. So we just have to kind of not make it up as we go along, but make a plan mm-hmm. and, it up as we go along so I ain't gotta you know you just don't have to deal with all I that. agree it's the time value of money and I anything that I can outsource I used to be very and I hate micromanagers but I used to be one of those people that have to do it because I want it my way but when I realized I'm more valuable doing other things to bring in but I try to find someone else to do it because I rather so like you when the coins get to a level where I can have a human to do these things. So what, so what is it that you do during the day? Because we, I, like, I just thought you interview people all day and get paid to like. Do That's the goal. I would love to. My background's in finance. I advise municipalities and private companies on strategy, public affairs work, governmental affairs, and I do valuation analysis. So that's more important than me is what you're saying. No, because you get a chance to travel and get paid. I got to be on my Excel sheet. I got to do financial analysis. I have to talk with clients and elected officials to get money versus you be out sipping tequila and getting checks. You got a point. Uh (laughs) I'm trying to, I would love to get to the level. Like, I think you're doing a phenomenal job with your, um, the blog slash Instagram page. And you're monetizing that. I mean, uh, again, I think, I mean, you know, once you find your avenue, uh, once you find your lane, and what a lot of people don't realize, too, is there's a lot of people that aren't doing shit. So with the amount of people that aren't doing shit, like, it's an opportunity for people that are willing to do shit to excel. So, like, I don't think you have any, like, competition or competitors or anything like that. So uh, we tend to think that there might be, like, somebody coming for your spot or your lane and there's not enough people who have enough balls to come for your spot or your lane. So you literally, you literally pretty much could do like, you could do, you do like whatever you want and like, it'll work out because there's just not enough people that will, that'll compete. You know what I'm saying? When you say stuff like that, I totally agree with you, Louis. It inspires me, but I also get frustrated because I agree. Particularly here, I feel like in Houston, the market is, is different. There's, and I hate to talk about Miami. This is my hometown. But it's not. I lived in Philly. I lived in New York. I visited Houston often. Mm-hmm. D.C., San Francisco. It's not that same vibe. So the competition isn't as fierce in that regard. So I feel like there's absolutely no reason that I don't have my personal assistant right now. But it's coming. Well, and also, also a lot of people aren't, you know, executors. Pay for the execute nothing. So execution requires time, work, thought, um, and that's another thing uh, that comes with the pre-programming is they program us to take assignments, but we're never programmed to assign ourselves to do anything. Mm -hmm. 
So when people stop assigning us shit after college, we stop studying. And all those studies and things that we learned was a big benefit to going through life. But we stopped. If we would have kept that same college intensity, high school intensity of studying and learning and applying, like it would be, you know, that was another level. Another level. So I realized that too. Like I need to start studying, learning, applying, which is kind of hard to do when you have not been doing it. But it's one of those things that we need to take up in order to make it to where you need to make it to. But you mentioned reading because that was one of my questions. I was going to go to our fire round. Like what books are you reading now? Right now, um, this one is one of my faves, still like an artist. Uh, Let me tell, pray tell, what's it about? Uh, still like an artist, it pretty much talks about. I'm, I'm not ignoring you, I'm looking for my other books. <laughs> no. Um, oh, I'm about to, oh, I'm about, oh, I'm about to, hold on, let me look, wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> okay, so books, okay, still like an artist, it pretty much gets into um, how there's no, no ideas are new, there's no new ideas. So everybody's just taking other people's ideas and but making the ideas their own. So they're putting their own spin on it. Like this isn't, you say you ain't the first podcaster, but you're doing podcasts how you do it. So still like an artist is really good. It pretty much breaks down the whole night. Um, power of focus. It pretty much uh, goes into laser pinpointing and picking one thing and sticking with that and then overcoming that and then moving to the next. It goes into it. But this next book, is not only is it illegal in my opinion, but it's on Amazon for $250 because they just stopped making it because it just told all the secrets. I need to see what book costs. I in thought it was your business by John Kirk. If you That's get a $250 book, uh, it, no, when I bought it, it wasn't, but you know, you start giving up the game, you know, <laughs> you can, you can, uh, jack up the price. They stop printing the book. They stop printing the book. When you start giving up the game, they stop printing the book. And, you know, it goes into it's literally This is literally a $250 book. Now, when I bought it, but uh, it's one of those situations where, you know, I think it gave up too much game. I mean, one thing I did read out of the book, it said, you know, take your family to Disney World, enjoy your time, write the whole thing off. Uh, it's one of those books where, I mean, you can come read it at my house, but you can't borrow it. Oh, well, I think before Turkey Leg, because I'm going to have the items after Turkey Leg. Oh, yeah, you probably, you'd have to stay, you'd have to stay a week. Like, like, I feel like I would have so much fun. See, my brother, he has three little kids all under, like six and under. You, you have no kids to your knowledge. I have, so funny thing about that. If I did have kids, you think somebody ain't going to call me and be like, hey. We got a baby, like absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Hey, hey, who's not gonna call the guy that might, that, you know, that might look like he got a little money and be like, I ain't gonna tell him. Nah, they gonna call. But no. Oh, ha, ha. okay. I see what you're trying to say. I was just like, why wouldn't? So that's your justification for you know, and it's okay. Now I'm all over the place. So now we're gonna get into your personal life. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're segueing to fire round. We'll start off. We'll ease into it. What was okay. the last thing that you ordered on Amazon? Uh, the last thing I ordered on Amazon was a new sketch pad because I put all my ideas in the sketch pad and I ran out of pages. So I kind of like plan out. Well, you have like a journal too? Like I love mine. I got to order somewhere. I um, love this, like to write. Like I do notes on my phone, but there's nothing like physically. Okay. Yeah. So I had, I read a TED talk where it said, uh, the reason people are getting dumber because they've stopped writing papers. I believe and- that. I believe that. It says, you know, the Scantron and all that made people dumber. If I find that TED Talk, I'll send it to you. Thank but you. Uh, it just goes into people don't write, and that's what sparks the creativity. You know, paper mache and projects and writing and using your hands, it all, it all kind of communicates with each other. That's so, natural. That's what we were meant to do. I love technology, but I think it's a gift and a curse. All right. If you had a 100% chance of succeeding, what would you attempt to do? Um... I would definitely run for president. Okay. Oh, Lou, president. Okay. I mean, only because 
I think I think politicians have made decisions for people long enough without actually knowing who people are. So I think, you know, it would have sounded good for me to say Microsoft and make a billion dollars. But, you know, if I had 100% rate of succeeding, I would rather try to change, take a, you know, make an attempt to changing people's lives for the better uh, versus, you know, not, you know, selfish gain and, you know, people end up, you know, and fuck Aww, with that's such a sweet response and something I would not expect from you. I mean, yeah, like you want to try to help as many people as you can. Like you don't, you don't want to have people out here looking like shit. You know, that's exactly why in your and I think it's I love it in your um, bio link when you turn thirty seven and the thirty seven mills. That mm-hmm. was awesome. So oh, I feed I feed the homeless all the time, and I don't. You know, I I said I do want to record it, but don't want to record it, and I just want to do it so other people can do it. Not to, right, like, not to be like, oh, I'm flexing. That, see, that's a good point. And I'll get back to these questions. It's a thin line. You want to mm-hmm. inspire other people to do it, but then there will be people who say, oh, why do you have to record yourself giving? So it's a catch-22. It is. But uh, I think what I'm going to do is just, you know, focus on the people grabbing it, not their face, not any of that, which I did that before as well. I was like, get the group of people, don't hone in on anybody. Right. Uh, and... I think I want to start giving back. Uh, also said I want to start doing, which I am going to start doing, is um, give back situations like parties for a cause. So okay. like situations where, you know, we can take a portion of the proceeds and, you know, give back wherever we can. Because ultimately, like it really hurts me to ride by people and they're hungry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never denied anybody food who asked me, not, not one time. I've never had a homeless man, anybody walk up and say, hey, can you just buy me something to eat? And I don't go buy them something to eat. I've never done it. Um, because, I mean, it's, you know, not only are we living in a world that's gotten different, but the price of shit is going up. Mm-hmm. So homeless man can, can get his hands on a dollar. That ain't going to do shit for him no more. Right. So, you know, you just, you know, and, and, and what we have to understand is homeless people are mentally ill people. And that's one thing we don't want to recognize is that the people that are on the street are mentally ill people. Because I don't care who you are. If you're homeless, you're not going to lay down on the ground and go. That's sit. very true. That's somebody who it ain't, you know, the elevator don't go all the way up. So you got to know in those situations, like you're not, you know, you don't treat homeless people bad. Keep in mind, these are the mentally ill of all the people. You know what I'm saying? This is where they end up. That's why a lot of them are veterans and stuff like that. And so the VA should look out for them. Well, the government ain't looking out for nobody. A, B. I mean, sometimes you somebody's so messed up, you can't look out for them. Right. You can't look out for them. You so messed up, I can't look out for you. Like, you can, you can do what you can to put whoever in your family in a better position. But you can't stop them from walking out that door and going to do what they're going to do. Right. So there, there's just, there's no way around that. So as crass and um, blunt as Lewis can be, he has a very good heart, which people tell you all the time. Um, yeah. So, which leads me to, and I, I love this quote too. What did you say? You were like, if a single person asks you why you're single, shut up and just because we crazy. What did you say? It was something. I don't know. I say, I say a lot. <laughs> 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 you're like I don't know what BS I was talking about but I was just like it made me think I had to do some self-reflection because I was because I feel like this as a black man in America mm-hmm. you said you're 40 years old mm-hmm. it's different for women but as a man that's a choice like this is the choice the path that you so I don't it, it was funny what you said but you clearly that's just not what you want to do um, I, again, I'm not opposed to being with someone at all, literally. Um, I just think for me, I'm not going to pick anybody who gives me attention. Like, and I have things that I like and dislike. And like, if the person isn't with your likes and dislikes, why even play? Like, you know, what I see a lot of people doing is fronting like they're not a person to be with a person. But, you know, I, I, I've seen that go bad more times than I've seen it go good. So, Instead of trying to be the person that you're not, just go ahead and be who you are. And, you know, if you can be who you are, if you can be who you are, then that's fine. But, 
You know, if you can't be who you are, then stop lying to yourself. No, no. Here's what you gotta understand. Like, okay. if people like you, somebody not gonna like you. You know, like you ain't gonna win. You know, I, I've been called pretty much a lot of things behind my back, of course. But I'm saying, like, seriously, I'm not trying to like blow your head up, but seriously, what is there not to like? Like, you never act like you're never condescending. You don't act like what you're doing is non-attainable. You're super related. I just don't see clearly more women like you because that's just how we think. But as a guy, too, I don't see why. I think, think, you know, I think, I think, you know, someone not liking you ultimately comes down to uh, them not liking themselves. And you, in, in those situations, like you can't win. Like, if you don't like you, you know, like, I, like you know, that's between you and your God, whoever you, whoever you pray to, have you get down, like, right. I can't, you know, I, I can't help you with that. So I, I think, you know, a lot of times, often, people tend to make us, you know, I, I think everybody has something they're battling with, and when they look at you not battling with it, you know, they got a problem. Also, they don't know what you're battling with. So... Right. Everyone, everyone fights their battles. More people, some people are more open than not. So why do you, we all well, have? I tell you what, I met a girl who, you know, and this this really changed me. Like it really, and I don't like to take one battle and minimize it with the next battle. I don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you had this happen. I had this happen. Like, because everybody don't handle shit the same. Right. But when she told me she was raped by her father and her stepfather, mm-hmm. my lord. I started looking at everything, you know, the, my minor shit. First off, I haven't had any of that happen to me in life. Uh, but I was like, both of them? Like, one? Yeah, right, because it, it makes, it puts, it puts your problem. Like, I, I start to feel guilty that I'm complaining about something yeah. when they're going through that. When you're not supposed to. I know that's not what the therapist says, but, you know, I agree with you. Well, um, and you thing, I, you know, I'm very big on therapy. I tell people that all the time. Therapy is, I don't know why people, but whatever, I I think it's necessary just like brushing your teeth. I think, you know, we look at therapy all wrong. You think somebody's really messed up. I think what therapy is, is it's an opportunity to get a second person's opinion and unpack your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some Sometimes you have PTSD, which is should not, should stop being just equated to military alone. We got PTSD on so much shit. You know, like to flunk a test and get PTSD and not even know it uh, and feel fear from it, you know, and, and, and not execute certain places just because, you know, that didn't work out in your favor. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at a situation where um, <clears throat> I had to realize it's crazy how I impact this on my own. Actually, I had to realize how during the day I felt the need to have to stay busy because I grew up and watched somebody who was a bum all day and I didn't want to be that person that bad. I didn't even realize mm-hmm. it. I caught that. I was like, and you know, I think we all reach a certain age where you start to unpack stuff on your own. Like after a while, like you're too old to be needing somebody to tell you that was wrong. Like you should unpack that that night and knew, but you know, emotional communication is a big deal and it's not taught. So who the hell know how to unpack, you know, what's going on with them mentally. Which, and you said another, I know I keep on like, people are going to be like, she's such a, like, but I liked when you said, I think it was the post for your birthday, not the 37, some birthday, and number seven or eight was. Seven, completion, eight is new beginning. Dang, you know, about you create your own happiness, which I constantly whenever I'm feeling a little bit down I'm just like it's true like my happiness should not be contingent upon someone else or some something like I create that and unpacking your feelings and your thoughts so that was huge I think that was probably your most engaged post within that six month period right? probably, probably I'll go take a look but <laughs> I mean sometimes sometimes you got to be honest with yourself uh, and that was one of those situations where I was just honest with myself. Like I can go, I can make myself, you know, happy, you know, now making yourself happy doesn't mean pleasure yourself. You got to be careful with that. But 
I mean, working out doesn't make you feel happy until you're done. So it's damn sure don't. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't say go masturbate if you want to make yourself happy because that's. See, I, you know what? I was. But you went there because I was going to say something, but I said that's inappropriate. It's not an inappropriate. Yeah. Move. Move. I'm going to lose a business, but I said whatever because I'm with Lewis and I'm feeling like I can be myself. But he said it, not me. Yeah. So masturbation is a pleasure. It's not, it's a pleasure. It's not a. Uh, it's not a happiness. It's not a. It's not a reward. It's a pleasure, and you have to be careful with uh, overloading your pleasure sensors. There's a book called "Hacking the American Brain" by uh, Robert Lud- Ludwig. I have. You can't overload the pleasure sensor. So you know it's the time and place for everything. So when you show us these these um, stories, that's just your like. Because it, it appears, if I didn't talk to you offline, that your whole life is a turn up. That's oh, what you present. That's just the part I like. I, I think what it is, is I don't think people see me turning up the whole time. They see me making fun of things the whole time. And that equates to turning up the whole time. So people look at it like, oh, he turns up the whole time. No, nah, I, just, I just make joke of, make light of everything. Um, matter of fact, if you pull up my Costa Rica trip, you can see the zip line and stuff. And I was like, this ain't it. <laughs> this ain't, this ain't it, you know? And, but believe it or not, like, I'm not really a, I'm not really a club person. I'm more of an activity person, but I think when somebody's, uh, always active, it turns into, you know, a turn up person. Cause you know, they, they just, they active, you know? And you have the most, I don't know what you studied or whatever, but your captions, a one like it's like I don't like long captions, but I read your cap like you keep people captivated. It's amazing. So I had to one day just say, I think it was the the, the beggar children. I didn't realize I was good at writing until somebody was like, "You're good at writing." This was amazing, Lewis. Thank you so much. You're even more cool um, on Zoom, and well, I can't wait to see you within the next three weeks. Yeah, I wanted to tell you what we'll do drinks all that. And my cat wanted to say bye. Bye, Atlanta. Thank you guys so much for checking out today's episode of Brit Happens. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, or Google. You can also find me online at www.brithappens.com. And on social media... Instagram or Facebook at Brittany Sharpton. See you next time.